let's talk about curtains. <laughs> uh, I grew up uh, as a child on Saturday mornings watching cartoons. And there's a classic cartoon of Bugs Bunny. Let's see that clip now, okay? It's curtains for you, Rocky. Curtains. You remember this? <laughs> So, Bugs Bunny, he's rehearsing the lines from the gangster movies of that time. It's curtains for you, Rocky, curtains. And I go, where did that come from? <laughs> what, what does that mean? And I had to look it up. Thank goodness there's Google, right? And Wikipedia and stuff. Do you know where the line is curtains come from? Yeah, so it, it comes from... Um, a time when the play would end or the movie would end, and what would they do? The curtain would come down or the curtain would close, and that meant the show was over. So when you say, it's curtains for you, Rocky, it means you're over. You're out of there. It's your end, okay? So there's, there's curtains. Um, I also grew up being born in 1953 with the Iron Curtain. Anybody remember this? After World War II... Soviet Union had its sphere of influence, and there was a line between them and the people in the West. I mean, this is the Berlin Wall of 2015, but there was a long line of uh, concrete and steel and gun emplacements and mines and all kinds of things, and there was a different kind of curtain there. Okay, you're saying, what does this have to do with the Scripture today? We've been in a series of sermon about the tabernacle, and that's why this tent is up here. It's kind of a visual reminder of us that when the Hebrew children were released from bondage in Egypt, they started across the wilderness, and God said, make for me a, a tabernacle, a tent, a worship place where I can go with you. Wherever you go, I'll be with you. And all this season, we've been trying to say that God can show up anywhere. God is on the move. God can just erupt at all times and all places in our lives. I call it an altar in the world. So in this tent, there were kind of three basic areas, okay? Just pretend you can see this, imagine this with me. One, there was a general area where just about anybody could come. Then there was the holy place where only the priests could go. And then the scripture lessons we had today were about the most holy place where there was another curtain separating it from the holy place. In the most holy place was the Ark of the Covenant. You've seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? That Ark of the Covenant was in there with... with so the two tablets of the Ten Commandments were in there. The mercy seat was there. It was so holy, this most holy place that the priest and only the high priest could enter it. And only once a year, on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, and the priest would go in and make sacrifice for himself and for all the people, the most holy place. In the New Testament, it said that the temple was modeled after this tabernacle, after this tent. So when it became stone, there were still those kind of three different areas, okay? And again, the priest would only go in once a year to the most holy place on that one day. I love what the scripture said, that when Jesus died, that curtain that separated the holy place from the most holy place was torn in two. 
It's as if God is saying, here's the point of all of this. You can all come near me. God says there's no more barriers. The curtain is torn. You're all welcome in the most holy place. This is wonderful news. I had to set up all of that Hebrew stuff and sacrificial stuff just to get to this, that we're all welcome in the presence of God. That's why Jesus came to tear down our barriers. Here's the thing. We're good at putting up barriers (laughs) between us and God. Uh, Pastor Lisa sent me an article this past week. I'd never thought about this thing before about, well, Jesus came and he died about uh, 30 AD, let's say. The temple wasn't destroyed for four more decades. It wasn't destroyed until 70 AD. What did they do in the temple? Did someone re-sew the curtain? Did someone start over and put up a new curtain? Because I know we're good at putting up barriers between us and God. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I did some research a number of years ago about uh, these areas in the temple. In this, there was one area where everybody could come. It's called the, the Court of the Gentiles. That's for people like you and me. Anybody could come. But there were some scholars who found some writings in the Mishnah. These are commentaries on the Old Testament scriptures. In the Mishnah, it said this. Well, if you're a woman, you don't really have to go. It's okay. Stay home. Um, If you're blind or if you're lame or if you're an imbecile or if you're a child or if you're double sex, this is the language. Uh, Don't bother. Just stay at home. You don't have to come near the presence of God. We're, We're good at putting up barriers, at putting up curtains. This is the point in the message where I need to pause and have us confess just a little bit. I'm not going to fill in all the blanks of the ways that we separate God from other people. As individuals and as the church, ouch. Jesus said uh, in the tearing of the curtain, I want everybody to come close to the most holy place. But sometimes we're good at putting up barriers, putting up curtains. God wants to have an altar in the world to come near us. And I think God continues to break in and to tear down our curtains and to say all are welcome. Uh, Have y'all heard about this thing going on in Rio? Anybody heard about this? Uh, I had to cut the TV off last night, just, you know, just get all wired. You know, there's one more swimming event. You know, let's see what the United States can do here, right? I mean, isn't it? I mean, I just get pumped about this. Are the Olympics maybe a way that God has an altar in the world of saying all are welcome? I love it. There's a team of refugees at the Olympics this year. Wow. 
so powerful. Kathy and I saw the movie The Race just a couple of weeks ago. This is the Jesse Owens story, The Race. I have a video clip that lasts about one minute. This is great. You run Mr. Davis? Do I? Oh, not competitively, no. No. Figures. You know, out there on that track, you're free of all this. Moment that gun go off, can't nothing stop you. Not color, not money, not fear, not even hate. There ain't no black and white, there's only fast and slow. For those 10 seconds, you are completely free. Now here you come telling me I can't do it. That I'm letting down my race if I go, what's that supposed to do for me? God gave you a great gift, Mr. Owens. Maybe he can tell you what to do with it. And you know what he did with it, right? <laughs> Four gold medals in the 1936 Olympics. When the German Reich, Hitler was trying to say, we're the master race, we're better than everybody else. Uh, and curtain was torn, and barriers came down, and there's an altar in the world. Uh, God continues to break in and to tear down the curtains in our midst. Think about it. I'm going to go on the positive side. What are some ways that God is doing that in your life and in our lives together? As I've had time to reflect on this uh, passage and this message for for this week, some people came to me and they said, music is one of those ways. And, and Dr. Diana, our director of music, was in Dallas when there was the shooting of those police officers. And what did they do? They, they gathered for worship and there was a 700-member choir that came together. And they were connected with a choir up in a, another place where a police officer had been shot. And they were all worshiping at the same time through this medium. And barriers came down and there was an altar in this world. And we got to enter the holy place. And some people said art, and, and some people said the, the language that we use, and some people said uh, the spiritual disciplines I practice. I, I go to pray, I read scripture so that my heart can open up to other kinds of people, and, and curtains are torn, and, and we get to enter the most holy place. How in your life is, is God doing that? Is God using you to make an altar in this world so that others can enter? the presence of God through the love of Jesus. We've already talked about Parker Lane United Methodist Church and our partnership with them, how we're going over there for this back-to-school blessing this Saturday. You know what? They've been engaged in tearing down walls for a long time and, and tearing curtains. I, I mean, this is a long time ago, uh, I was hearing a story from uh, Wayne Williams, who used to be the pastor here, but uh, he was their pastor also at uh, Parker Lane once upon a time. You know, that, that church, they did a crazy thing. Uh, um, they invited a woman named Cindy Martinez to come have an office at Parker Lane United Methodist Church and do ministry with gangs. Imagine this. A United Methodist Church inviting gang members into its church. They, they would open up the gym several nights during the week so that these young men could come in and shoot baskets instead of shoot one another? Yeah. 
there was some pushback for them doing this. There was really pushback that Sunday morning that they came to worship and the front door of the sanctuary, the glass was neatly knocked out. They weren't surprised that somebody had done this to their church. Somebody had broken out the glass, reached in and opened the door. And they weren't surprised to find Cindy Martinez's office door jimmied and the lock broken. And they were surprised to find that nothing in the church had been taken and nothing in the church had been disturbed. They were especially surprised that when they looked in Cindy's office, there was a young man cowering, hiding in her office in the dark. And when they talked to him, he said, they came to me last night. They said that they were going to kill me. I was scared. I came here because I knew I would be safe. And the curtain was torn. And there was an altar in the world. And we got to be in the presence of the Most Holy. The good news is this, that in Jesus Christ, the curtain is torn. Amen.